Hey everybody, welcome to the Not 99 Podcast. I'm your host, Jamie Waters, and with me today, to my right, as usual... I always <laughs> wonder what you're going to say. For <laughs> Sham Hi. I mess with you the least because we sleep in the same bed and you could kill me. Across from me today is not Anthony and Honey Cologne. It is the Virginian... I don't really know what else to say. <laughs> we <laughs> love him. Accent. He's awesome. We should Jonathan Losey. Buenos tardes. <laughs> and next to him, and also next to me, because we are sitting in a square, is... It's a rectangle. It is a rectangle. Definitely not Thank square. You. Thank you for that. Rebecca Brown. So, everybody, this week we're going to talk about tragedy. That sounds weird. If without context, we're going to talk about dealing with tragedy, <laughs> going through a tragedy. Um, so that's going to be a good discussion topic. But before we get into that, let's talk about what everybody had happen amazing this week. Because I heard through the grapevine that Jonathan Losey, you finally came off of some of that wad of cash that he jumps in and swims in every week and flew first class for the first time this week. Is that true, Jonathan? Yes, it's the true. The whole thing I said is true, right? Uh, the wad of cash. I'm still looking for. <laughs> <laughs> First class, yes. It was amazing. I've flown for many years with my job and different things, ministry and all. But, yeah, I got to fly first class. It was pretty cool. I can remember flying uh, on a missions trip to Mexico City when I was like 15, 14 years old. And that was when they would serve meals in coach. Of course, yeah. after 9-11 and all the bankruptcies and things of the airlines, they quit doing that. But um, so yesterday I was flying from California and I got to fly first class. It was pretty amazing. I mean, they I've always heard that they service you and treat you well. And it's true. Got a nice breakfast and it was good. What did you eat for breakfast? Did you have two choices? Uh, yeah, I actually got to pick my meal before. Um, and after I picked it, I was like looking at the guy beside me like, oh, I probably should have got that instead. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you uh, hate that? Don't you hate when you get what you got know. and you're like, I need what that guy has. Yeah. Uh, but I had is steel cut oatmeal, not just oatmeal, but steel cut. I don't know what the difference, but anyway, uh, steel oh, cut I oatmeal. <laughs> oh yeah. I really do. Really? Yeah. What, what's the difference? It's, it's just, so the traditional oatmeal that we have. Is flattened and then cut in the flakes or whatever. Steel oh. cut, they just literally cut the oats into with it like with a steel cutter. Okay, it's just cut up. It it no cooks. Flattening. There's no flattening. It cooks. It takes longer to cook and it's supposed to be more flavorful or something. I got all into oatmeal a few years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like it. <laughs> that's, that's a super interesting topic. If anybody wants to discuss oatmeal, feel free to reach out to me. Yeah, I think um, so. The the service and the meals, all that, or the meal was good. The snacks and all that. But, Did you drink a mimosa? Uh, no. Okay. No. I was wondering. Um, and then that's my kind of person. Is that what you drink at breakfast? <laughs> Mimosas. I, I think uh, the, the coolest part to me was just having all that leg room oh, and having man. room to oh, like your seat. So it felt like it was yeah. It's like two times the size of a coach seat, yeah. <laughs> and you don't have somebody sitting on top of you. And, you have room. You can even like cross your legs in the seat when you sit in it. Like you just have room. oh yeah, it, it was amazing. And then I was on the aisle, and I was in the front row, so I was in the very front of the plane. Yeah. So I was able to stretch oh, yeah. out even more. Uh, That's awesome. Yeah, I, it's it's the way to travel. Did you get a wet towel? 
I did. <laughs> yes, they brought the wet towel. Rashan is a former flight attendant. <laughs> <laughs> what other amenities did you take advantage of, Jonathan? Yeah, that was, that was a warm, wet towel. Yeah, and she brought it. You know, she had tongs in her hand. Mm-hmm. Like she doesn't even touch the thing, and she hands it to you. And, it was, it was the same tongs they used to hold the raw chicken. Uh, <laughs> it was. It was. Yeah. Give me them raw chicken tongs. And <laughs> out some towels. <laughs> Good stuff. It was awesome. That's awesome, man. My big news for this week is I slept with a CPAP for the first time. All right. <laughs> Jonathan sat, slept in first class and <laughs> got wet towels. I stuck a mask on my nose and had oxygen pressed into my body. <laughs> Yeah, I call him Luke Skywalker now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Most people would call you Darth Vader, but Rashan goes even more obscure in the Star Wars references. <laughs> <laughs> so I will say this. I only got a few hours sleep because I stayed up too late. We watched a movie last night, mm-hmm. and we stayed up kind of late, mm-hmm. and I still only got like five hours of sleep or whatever. But I feel more refreshed this morning um, than I have felt in ages. And I am looking more and more forward to this uh refreshing morning feeling and we're getting a new bed this week so i mean look at that you can see the boxes in this podcast studio of the bed frame (laughs) are you getting a casper uh we did not go with casper okay we did buy a bed in a box though it's yes we bought it off of amazon it's a hybrid with spring coils and latex no gasoline required because no 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 gasoline required hybrids do need gasoline for dark cars i was like what Part battery, yeah. part gas. So I'm looking forward to it because uh, you know I'm a kind of I'm a I'm a bigger guy, and so we bought uh, uh, the memory foams that we mm-hmm, have now, mm-hmm. and it's soft, and you lay on it, it's like oh it's so plush. But when you're like a big guy and you sleep like I do, your back kind of goes into weird positions, and so contortions and all. Yeah, I wake up all <laughs> stiff. Yeah, but this morning I woke up refreshed. I mean, I was still stiff, but I was refreshed. Yeah. <laughs> you look refreshed. Thanks, man. Yeah, I'm gonna finally lose these bags under my eyes. Yeah. Oh, I, you know how I got rid of the bags under my eyes? Tea bags. So I've, I've got a, a confession to make about my sleep habits. True confession. I wear a sleep mask. Does that, does yes. that help with that? Oh, I don't know, but Our I can tell you. kids swear by those things. I don't know, but all I know. That does not surprise me. Yeah. But it, but I, 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 I wish I, that the people listening to this could see Becca's face as she said that. She's very intrigued. I want to clarify, it is not a woman's sleep mask. No, there's it a is, one. It is a man one, and it's called Alaska Bear. There you I go. I found it on Amazon. Girl. It's a big black, yeah, look, look it up, look it up. And I've been using it. And I actually, so I was on a leadership retreat with my company, and the president of our company heard me talking about it. And he went and looked. I think he didn't admit this to me, but I think he bought one. <laughs> so now I think I may have started something. You started a revolution. With men, yes. Yeah. What do you I, think the sleep mask that's it. helps with? Let me see back. I used a sleep mask once, but it was okay. when I had to like sleep in areas that it does look like a bra. <laughs> so for me, I don't know if it does. I think it does help with the bags. I, I, I do think I don't know. I haven't proven that. I, I I don't I didn't take a picture like pre-mask, post-mask to see if the bags improved. Uh-huh. But I will say, so a long time ago, this well-known uh, doctor, I was watching him, I don't know, it's probably about 10 years ago, and he talked about how that you should put tape or towels over any lights in your... In other words, you should have a completely dark room when you sleep. And the reason being, even though you're asleep, your body senses light. And the melatonin levels, when that happens, decrease. So your sleep is not as good of quality. Mm. So with the mask, and I can tell a difference, 
as Mark Pettis talked about, the REM sleep that night in Highlands College. That's what was like yeah. I, I do believe I go into level five REM. Level five. With <laughs> the sleep. And I, I also, I believe I go into REM five with a, in a, uh, during a nap with the mask. Nice. Like, I don't even take naps without the mask. The mask revolutionized myself. How many naps a day do you take? How many naps a day? A day. Um, On average. That drinking of coffee up. I, I, none. Sometimes, I, sometimes I'll take one during lunch. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. not bad. Yeah. Yeah. Does Sarah yeah. make fun of you when you like? I could just see you turning over, and then he's J Lo. So he has like his hair everywhere, like dark hair, and he's got this mask on. <laughs> I would laugh every time I would turn over. I'm like, what in the? He's world? already in level three, so he can't even hear. Yeah. All right, and then I, and then another three. something else I do when I sleep, and this was per. I'll give a shout out to Gooch Dental here in Birmingham. Oh, love me some Dr. Mm-hmm. Gooch. Yes. So, Their waiting room is awesome. Right? I actually love all oh, the dentists at Gooch Dental. Yeah. yeah. So I was grinding my teeth during my sleep. Bro, me and too. And they sold me on that like $5,000. Me too. Only it's not $5,000. I know it's not five. yeah. I mean, but, it, but it wasn't cheap. Lucy very well may have the $5,000. <laughs> Mine was mine was less than a thousand, but Losey's probably has like platinum or something. It does, it does. Um, it's first class. They, it's they, first, yeah. class. first class all the way. Yeah. With his mask and everything. So so when I wear that along with the mask, Sarah's like, "Oh, I'm I'm in bed with this teenager." Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. I bet she's it's in like, there. Yeah. Like, I, so that's me, man. That's my life yeah. now. Only it's a CPAP mask and the and the mouth guard. You and go. you know, I just feel like a nerd. Yeah. And like, I am a nerd, but I feel like the bad kind of nerd. Yeah. Not the good kind of nerd. Yeah. And so, like, it's really awkward. But I'm hey, like, man. I did not sign but, up for this. But just, well, that's my thing. That was my thought. I actually literally apologized. When I got the sleep apnea diagnosis, I told Rashan, I was like, I'm sorry. You didn't sign up for this. <laughs> she married a youngish, virile ish male. And now I go to sleep at night with my mouth guardian. <laughs> And, and the CPAP is pretty quiet. Like, they've it come a long really way. Yeah. But, like, I'm so, like, I'm really conscious of my breathing. Like, if somebody tells you to breathe normally, what's the first thing you do? You breathe really weird, right? Yeah. So I got this thing on my nose, and I'm trying to breathe normally, but really I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> you can't breathe out of your mouth. The kind of neat thing is because, I, so I've learned all about CPAPs now, right? So I don't have a full face. I have a beard. I don't have one that goes over my mouth. So I have to keep my mouth closed because it's building up positive pressure inside your Body, blah, blah, blah. So when I open my mouth with the thing on my nose, it just, without me doing anything, it goes. <laughs> like a hose blowing out. So I just feel the cold air on my teeth. It's weird. Do you feel like you're flying in Air Force One or something? <laughs> like you're like you're you're getting up in an F-16 jet or something? I will now. Yeah. Can yeah. you turn? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can. I, I, I rolled all over. I was scared I'd have to just lay on my back or something. And it, uh, I guess, yeah, you bring up a good point. When you roll over, it doesn't kink the hose or anything. No. Oh no. wow, it's a kinkless hose. Kinkless Imagine hose. if you had one and your mask, like you. No. <laughs> that would be creepy. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I have a sleep mask. I'm like, how many more things do I need to strap on my head <laughs> when I go to sleep? <laughs> so, so you wear you wear a sleep mask? No, but I, I just I picked one up at a health fair at work recently. Uh, it's in my room, and I, you need my to try. girls wear them every night now. Yeah. And I was like, maybe daddy should try one. It'll change your life, yeah. I promise we you. We saw some really cute yeah. ones at Walmart and stuff. Yeah. stuff Claire's had yeah. too. Jocelyn told my mom, apparently, that she sleeps much better now that she's had oh, a sleep mask. absolutely. Because before, she hadn't slept in 11 years. Yeah, yeah. But now that Despite the fact that she's nearly five. Yeah. But now that she has her sleep mask, she can go to sleep. Hey, yeah. can, speaking of sleeping, can we talk about the terrible thing that's happening tonight? 
Uh, as we record this, tonight is daylight it. saving yeah. time. Yeah. It makes me mad. Oh, I, thought there I knew I was like, really what's going on? It is terrible. Yeah, because you lose an hour. Who likes it? I don't care because it's daylight longer. You're one of those people. I love daylight. Why don't we just? Why don't we just get up earlier? Wait, let's leave the time alone. I, so yes, I live in Indiana, split and split they, the did, they didn't I'm gonna, do it in Indiana. I'm going to call my congressman and ask him in Alabama that we propose an amendment to keep the same. I wonder how many. We need to put a poll up and find out how many of our listeners are Becca's and how many are sane people. <laughs> yeah. Wait, I'm sorry. Yeah. This is how uh, we do comes, polls for the Not 99 podcast. Is that like an insult to it? Does it, <laughs> it, was, it, was. it was a backhanded comment that was, <laughs> that was meant to be served on a silver platter. Yeah. Do you but share In first class, like Donovan. Do I share food. Thank with, you with, a, with a wet nap or wet towel. With a wet towel. <laughs> <laughs> Remember the old Jay Leno or David Letterman show and they go out on the streets in New York and they're like, who? Oh, yes, I remember yes. one time it was when uh, President Obama was president. The guy goes, who is the president of the United States? And the guy goes, uh, Abraham Lincoln? <laughs> like, he was serious. He's like, for real, dude? Yeah, well, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. Get with the time. Yep, he did. For the tornado. Abe Lincoln? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be something I would say, but I didn't. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So, yeah, speaking of tornadoes, we do want to, our hearts and uh, thoughts um, and prayers definitely oh, go yeah. out. To the community of was it? I believe it's Opelika and Auburn. Yeah, that area. The area that twenty. We, we call the plains basically yeah. that whole area here in Alabama. It's just a tragic, tragic thing. Twenty-three people. Was that the final count? It's the last number I heard. Yeah, yeah. I just and the, the stories you hear are just really tragic. So if mm-hmm. any of you guys are from that area, our hearts do go out to you. Absolutely. If any of you have lost loved ones in that, um, you know we 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 are sorry. Yeah. That's not what I wanted to say. No, I, yeah, again, it's, it's, I, well, that was not the right term. So when I heard about it last week, I didn't even know we were having storms. Of course, you know, that's pretty I didn't typical. either until the day after. Yeah. Yeah, the day after I woke up and they're like 20 something people. Yeah. I was, I was like, what? It was crazy. Really crazy. You know, so speaking of the tornadoes, man, that, that kind of ties into our topic today, just uh, dealing with tragedy. And, and, you know, I guess, I don't know if I want to say methods to deal with tragedy or just some, Let's just talk about that a little bit. You know, you guys had some good thoughts ahead of time. <laughs> so um, I think as we were, as I was driving over here, I was thinking about uh, January 27th, 2007. Um, let's see. Yeah. So that at one, about one ten that morning, uh, there was a guy that I used to work with. So at the time in my company, I'm in sales now, but at the time I wasn't really doing sales. I was more like a coordinator. I assisted the salesman. And this guy, he worked remotely. He worked about an hour, hour and a half from our office. So I didn't see him a lot, but he would come in once a month. And because I would do things for him, he would always take me out to lunch to say thank you. So he and I were pretty tight. And um, about 8.30 that morning of the 27th of January, I got a phone call from our then HR director. And all he said was, J-Lo, J-Lo, it's, it's, it's horrible. It's horrible. And I was like, what's horrible? Mm. And he's like, it's just awful, man. It's awful. And it's like, what? And he said, Tony Franklin, he's dead. And I was like, what? And he said, yeah, he was killed in a car accident last mm-hmm. night. Mm-hmm. And Gosh. I just remember, you know, your your heart like sinks, but yet yeah, it comes up in your throat as well, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. And um, I remember getting off the phone and I was just, I was crying. I didn't understand it. Um, 
And through all of that, um, it's like, it, it, it was, how do I say this? It was, um, it was hard, obviously, um, for all of us. I remember going to the funeral. I remember going to the, 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 uh, the viewing and just like, I couldn't, I like seeing him in the casket for the first time. Mm-hmm. That was really hard. Yeah. yeah. Um, I remember leaving and I was with the uh, vice president of our department at the time. And I remember him like, you know, kind of reaching back and tapping me on the leg. And, and uh, as we were driving down the road, he's like, you all right, man? I said, yeah. He's and uh, he said, it's going to be all right. And I was like, yeah, I know. And, uh, I remember how we came together as a department, um, during this time of tragedy. Cause Tony was one of those guys as he, as he, as you knew he was gone, all you could think about is how are we going to move forward? Yeah. You know, life does go on after tragedy. It has to go on. Like we mm-hmm. can't, I think we come to a place in tragedy. And, and when I lived in Virginia, pretty much every Christmas Eve, I made it a tradition to go up and, and put something on Tony's grave on behalf of our company, because I never wanted to forget his memory. Mm-hmm. So I always wanted to rem- to remember him and, Always wanted uh, his family to know that that he was thought of. Um, at the same time, we did move on, and and life went on. And through that, I believe God showed me that I was able to grow and learn his position, and be able to go out and and, and do sales, and uh, and help move our department forward. So, I think as we were kind of talking earlier, when tragedy strikes, you have two responses. There's the one of um, you can isolate and not want anybody around. Yeah. Um, but that ultimately doesn't produce any good thing. Uh, Proverbs talks about, you know, isolation brings ultimately destruction. But Or you can, and we've seen it um, in our community and, and in other areas, where you can turn it around and uh, take the tragedy and turn it into something positive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so let's parse into that a little bit. On the uh, isolation side, you know, when you guys were going through that as a company, you know, like you say, ultimately, we do move forward, right? But I think, and, and I think you would agree with this, it, it's better to move forward with people around you, right? Absolutely. And I know we've been saying that a lot on the show lately. We've talked about it on several episodes about get in a people group, get in a people group, get in a people group. But it's so important to do life with somebody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not, you know, it's not, um, it's not healthy to be isolated. Yeah. You know, um, one of the... We, we, we've been learning recently about suicide, and one of the uh, key things with suicide, one of the first things is isolation. And, you know, you want to remove that isolation to, to get people to be healthy. And so I think with tragedy, I think I think gathering people around you to, to, to move past it is – or not, not past it, through it, mm-hmm. right? That's, yeah. that's what I mean to say, to move through it yeah. um, is, is the healthy option there. And then talking about turning things around, if you guys are listening, haven't listened to our podcast where we interviewed Zay Bell um, from Zeal of Xander and everything else she's doing, man, when I hear stories like hers where, uh, you know, I'd love for you to go back and listen to it, but, you know, the the short version is that uh, Zay was pregnant with her first child and he was born early and he lived for just a few hours and, and died and it was a, a very uh, tragic event in her life, and she could have just holed up in a corner forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but instead, she said, you know what? No mother should feel like this. Mm-hmm. And so she, she's gone out and, and started a nonprofit to help mothers um, 
and first of all, to she pointed out, you know, that that, that we need to recognize that these ladies are mothers, even if mm-hmm. it's their first child. Yeah. Zay's a mother now. She doesn't have yeah. any living children, but she's a mother, right? Mm-hmm. And so, but to help mothers that have lost their children, and it inspires me so much when people take a tragic event in their lives and they turn it into something good. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think that's just an amazing thing. So, you know, um, we, we have some friends that, that have a similar situation that we want to try to get on the podcast in the future. I don't want to tell too much of their story right yeah, now. Yeah. Um, amazing. Amazing. But this is, it's amazing what they're doing that was birthed out of a, a, yes. a severe tragedy in their lives. Um, you know, Jonathan, you were talking about with your your former coworker passing away in a car accident. That is a uh, that is a, a, a super tragic event that that happens to more of us than we than we you know realize. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I can think of two events in my life: one that happened to me, and one that happened to a, a friend of mine, where um, lives were taken in in car accidents. You know, and um, one of my I remember my graduation day of college, and my my like. It's supposed to be like a happy day. Everybody's celebrating. We, we, I graduate college, and we're all back in my house, and my mom just flies out of my apartment and just yells like, Tom, Tom, she's gone, she's gone. And, and we're like, who's gone? What are you talking about? And my 16-year-old cousin had gotten in a fight with her mom that morning and was and left and was headed to her job. She 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 was working mm-hmm. and got in a car accident and died. Mm-hmm. And, um, and she left behind like a baby, you know, and um, that was a very terrible, tragic event that in their lives, and, and it really could have torn that whole family apart. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I, it did not mm-hmm. tear them apart because they they didn't allow it to, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, you know, same with another friend of mine. His dad was killed in a tragic car accident when we were freshmen in high school, mm-hmm. you know, and um, and left behind four sons. He was the youngest, wow. and so he had a couple of older brothers and. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just, uh, you know, watch them walk through that, but they walk through it together, mm-hmm. you know, the, and, and I just think it's so important because um, we have a tendency when tragedy strikes, we, you know, we, some people might want to, you don't want to be around people, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you want to, you want to kind of isolate and you want to blame God or blame yourself or, mm-hmm. you know, and, and there's a lot of things that come along with that, but I would encourage any of you that are going through a tragic situation right now to, to get with some people that that can um, that can build you up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Because there are people out there. There there are people that want to help, um, but we've got. Uh, you, you have to be willing to allow somebody to help you. And I know that it's. Again, I, I'm. You know, this hasn't happened to me personally, like as far as a family member. But obviously, it happened in our situation at, uh, at, in, in my company and known of other situations, it's like you, you have one of two choices, one of two responses. You can either receive uh, the help from others or you can just go somewhere and isolate. But I just think in those times that nothing good comes out of isolation. Yeah, and let's, I'm going to talk about this a little bit too. Um, that, there's some inappropriate responses to tragedy on the outside. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and so I met a man one time who, uh, when I met him, he was in his sixties and he had a son that passed away at 21 years old, mm. which is a terrible thing. Yeah. And a lady, well-meaning looked at his wife and told her, well, at least you had him for 21 years. Mm. Wow. 
And his wife just broke. Yeah. Because how long do you want to have your kids around? Yeah. 21 years isn't enough. I got yeah. three. Yeah. 21 years for any of those three is not enough. And I think that there are, I, I would have, I, I'm just going to go out on a limb and say there's somebody listening to this podcast right now that has been hurt by well meaning words from people when they were going mm. through a tragedy. Mm. And I want to say, one, I'm sorry. Yeah. Because people, People have done that to you. I'm sorry that that happened because that's a that's it's a terrible thing. I I, I don't want to make excuses for anybody, but I, I also know that a lot of people just don't know how to respond, and they think they're being helpful. And man, they're so not being helpful. Mm-hmm. And um, and I want to talk to you guys that are listening that aren't going through something right now. Um, people don't need you to fix them when they're in the middle of a tragedy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. People need you to talk to them. They need you to be Sit there for them. them. Sit with them. Yeah. Just be silent. Be empathetic. Yeah. Be just present. You don't have to yeah. talk. Be present. Be yeah. present. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And and so don't don't let's don't go out there and try to try to fix everybody else's problems. You can go help fix the physical need. Yeah, man. When the, the tornadoes hit on the plains, the next day I woke up and our church had, was already there. Mm-hmm. You know, serving. There's people that are going over there serving right now there are churches and charities all over that area right now that are passing out you know toiletries and food and water and that's incredible and that's needed what's not needed is to go out there and start telling people why they had this happen to them yeah Yeah. what's not needed is to go out there and give platitudes like well i know how you're feeling because i lost my uncle in such and such yeah i think you're totally right and we we have a tendency to want to try to cheer people up or fix fix things and there's mm-hmm. that's not the time for it when something happens like you're going to grieve you're going to go through a grieving process and someone trying to cheer you up when you're grieving is not going to work no and it's not helpful it's not the right response at that time it, that's not the time for it i remember so i haven't talked about this much on here yet i think at some point we're going to discuss maybe this topic in the future but Rashan is my is my second wife i was married once before and the woman that I was married to after our first year of marriage was diagnosed with cancer. Now, thankfully for her, she is in remission and has been for well over a decade now, at least as far as I know. I don't talk to her anymore because we're not married anymore. That's a story for another day. But what I can tell you is back when we were going through that, I can't tell you how many people would come up to us and go, hey, I know how you feel. My grandmother had breast cancer. Hey, I'm so sorry. I know how you feel. My mom was de- used to deal with this. And I just wanted to, st- I wanted to choke them, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't understand. You don't understand how this rare cancer that you've never heard of is the different from the cancer that, that your parent or loved one or somebody that you knew in high school went through. Like, don't come tell me you know. Don't come tell me you understand. You don't understand. Mm-hmm. And I think in any tragedy, well, many people will come up and tell people, I understand how you feel. Mm-hmm. I did this too. And that's not the time for that. No. It's not helpful. Mm-hmm. So I just, I, I felt like we might want to just kind of talk about that for a minute and dig into that some more too. Yeah. I, I think, uh, Rashan, you made a good point a minute ago. Like, uh, as humans, we want to fix things. You know, we, we want to jump in and um, come up with the answers. We want to know why. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. When I was a kid, I would take things apart to figure out how they work. 
Um, but then I never put them back together. I was going to say, were you able to put them back together? <laughs> so I was about to say, why didn't you become an engineer? Yeah. No, no. <laughs> I, I didn't like that part. I just wanted to know why it did. And I think we as humans, we want to know why. We want to know how. And unfortunately, because we live in a fallen world, it's just we're not going to always have the answers. Yeah. And we have to accept that. Yeah. And yep. our pride and just the wanting to have it all, so to speak. The, 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 I guess it's the gratifications or the desires of the flesh, really. Um, we, we, we just have to learn to let go and just say, I don't understand this. I don't um, know why. And it's okay. Yeah. It's okay to not know why. It's yeah. okay to not have all the answers. And that's where uh, I think that's how we have to respond, not only in our own lives, but even um, in the lives of, of, of others. Because, Jamie, you made a good point as well. You know, we sometimes look at it and go, well, maybe if I had done this or if I had said this or yeah. maybe if I hadn't gone here and then that mm-hmm. person wouldn't have been in that position. to. You just, you know, the old saying, coulda, woulda, shoulda, but I didn't. Mm-hmm. And you just have to let it go. I know that's easy said, hard done, but um, you cannot live with regret. And I think... As we talk about regret, um, I'm reminded to live each day to the fullest. Mm. Yeah, live each day like, hey, I could leave here right now and be killed in a car accident. Yes. Um, it's scary, but it's true. Yeah, I, I think about Saran Stacy, the football player. That yeah, was, he lost his wife and four kids in a car accident. Wow. Mm. Yeah. If you talk about, I would be mad. Yeah. I would be like, ah, oh. mm. yeah. yeah. But he flipped it and he goes around and. Um, gives his testimony and all that, but I just, oh, I can't imagine. Yeah. And to live, when you hear, when you're inspired by people that have been through that kind of tragedy, mm-hmm. and um, I think it puts it in perspective for everyone to mm-hmm. live to the fullest, even though if I was him, I'd still be so mad. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, you know what? I'm glad you say that, Becca, because that's another aspect. I also want to say, it's okay to be mad. Yeah, yeah. that's right. You know, that's I, right. I think too many times people try to tell people that you shouldn't feel a certain way yeah. during the grieving process. Well, anger yeah. is one. I mean, but anger's yeah. anger's one of this, yeah. you know, stages or whatever. I think I would stay in that stage for a long time. Mm. Like I think that would be a. Mm. Yeah, I mean, like you don't want to live there forever, no. right? That's you want to work through it, but like I just don't. I just I just hate to know that people feel condemned. When they're going through a tragedy because somebody has got some bad idea of how that person should react in that situation. Mm-hmm. Do you, you know what I mean? It can't be immediately fixed. Right. And it's like, it's okay to be mad. When I was in high school, my uncle was dating a woman and she had this adorable little girl named Hope. And I loved Hope. We all loved Hope. Hope was so special to us. And she, um, she was tragically killed in a car accident mm-hmm. as well. Um, and And it was a situation where like, she was not wearing a seatbelt in the front seat. Like none of the stuff that should have been done to protect her was done, and I was mad. You know, a lot, so were a lot of a lot of people were angry in that situation. That was part of our grieving process. Now, th- my uncle and his his girlfriend. I, I don't know that. I don't. Th- I don't know that Hope's mom ever got over it. Mm. You know, and you know that was twenty plus years ago now, and and I know that it put her in a in a bad place, and it put their their relationship ultimately didn't didn't make it right. Mm. Um, and he and neither one of them were involved in the wreck. She was riding with someone else mm-hmm. when it when it happened, but um, but yeah, I was. We were angry, 
And mm-hmm. I think, you know, and that's just part of it. It's part of being angry is okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're going to stay in that forever and live in anger if you don't get somebody around you to help you work through those emotions. Mm-hmm. And, or, or, and you're going to, you know, unfortunately, a lot of people are going to turn to like really terrible methods of getting better. Mm-hmm. You know, they're coping. Yeah, that's a, that's yeah. a better way to put it. Yep. They're going to cope with addictions, alcohol, drugs, mm-hmm. sex. I mean, you know, whatever their addiction could be, they're going to cope with mm-hmm. it. And, um, and that's, you know, it's not healthy, guys. Like if, if, you're, if you've been through something, man, please just talk to people. Mm-hmm. We are meant to live life together yeah. Yeah. in community. Yes. And um, just reach out. Man, reach out. If you're going through something or you know somebody that is, you know, get, get around get around people and get them around people don't let people isolate and so um, if you've got any feedback for us you want to talk to us we would love to hear from you our phone number is 205-775-7860 you can call us if it's a voicemail you can email us at not99podcast at gmail.com you can connect with us on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter on Instagram and Twitter we're at not99podcast and on Facebook we are uh Facebook.com slash not99podcast. And, um, man, just just connect with us. And, you know, we would love to hear your story. If you've been through something and somebody helped you, we'd love to hear that. We'd also love it if you would, you know, like us, share us, comment on our social media. Um, Tell your friends. Let's grow this thing. We're trying to reach out and help people here. And uh, we need you to help us do that. So uh, we love you guys. And until next time, I'm Jamie Waters. I'm Rashan. I'm J-Lo. I'm Becca Bryan. Have a great week.